Welcome to Let's Explore This. We are three Sigma males speaking our sacred thoughts. I'm your host, Kevin, alongside my co-hosts, Sam and Adam. So what's up, guys? How, how you been? I'm doing great. Yeah, pretty good. I just uh, went and filled up my car and all the gas cans I could find. Um, just panicking. <laughs> though, I li- <laughs> though I live in the Midwest, I need to make sure I have as much gas possible because you never know what's going to happen under this administration. Yeah, that's very true. I went and uh, uh, found all my empty alcohol bottles and beer cans and I just started filling them all up. I had nothing else. I'm keeping them in my in my closet. Yeah, I heard a warning out there that they said, don't fill up your plastic bags. They had to, <laughs> oh they had, my God. They had to have a, a disclaimer out there saying, please don't fill up your plastic bags with gas. Ugh. What about old salt bags? Morton's. Hey, now, now we're thinking here. Like now for a... For your water you know, like softener. For the softener? Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Real heavy duty. So That'd be ridiculous. That might work. I don't know. Somebody should test this theory, Adam. I saw a picture online of a woman filling up one of those like plastic storage bins with gas. And it's like fuck? that would slosh around in the back of your car all the way home. Could you imagine that's, that? That's not safe at any speed. Or maybe they just put like a, the, the shitty cheap plastic lid on top of it. <laughs> God, imagine if that spilt like all over your back seat or I know or whatever. Your car would be ruined. Let's hope. Let's hope they're not a smoker. Yeah, just smoking in the back here with a fucking tub of gasoline in the back of your vehicle. <laughs> um yeah when i worked at the truck stop i'd see plenty of dumb stuff happening with gas one one time i did see a guy actually use a old like one and three quarter liter vodka bottle because he was he 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 walked up to the gas station because his car ran out of gas i'm like dog i I stopped him i'm like don't do that (laughs) and i gave him a gas can to use hero yeah but you know a lot of people will you know they leave their gas the the hose in their car and walk into the store to do their business and a lot some of the time it won't stop automatically and it'll just flood everywhere and so at the truck stop i would have a lot of people with their rvs and campers and stuff and so they would just be in the store dicking off doing whatever because those things have huge tanks and then oh i actually spilled 50 gallons of diesel fuel out in your fucking parking lot and you're supposed to call the i think you're supposed to call the fire department or like poison control or something if if someone dr- spills more than like 10 gallons of gas but we didn't we just they just told me to go out there with the uh what's that shit not kitty litter but well dry yeah yeah that stuff and soak her all up and then i had some like like some shitty kitchen broom and, and dust pan to sweep it all back up like god all right kev we need you to go out there with a straw I need you to suck up all that diesel. <laughs> so I did the overnight shifts. I just drank a half a gallon of diesel before I walked in the door. Now I'm we're talking. Diesel. Now we're going. <laughs> Anybody who has worked any kind of retail understands uh, Darwin Awards. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm sure there's plenty of stories from the truck stop and Adam from the liquor store. I used to work at a liquor store, and there's quite the quite the people. That'll come yeah. in. People slipping on red wine at 9.50 at night. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, it was bright red. You couldn't miss it. 
10 minutes to closing. Sorry, bro. What, did you drop a bottle of wine or something? Yeah, and we were going back to get the Zamboni machine to um, suck it all up. And this guy, he, he slipped on it during that time. And I, He's <laughs> kind of like an old, older fella. Okay. He didn't uh, die. He was probably out of his out of his gourd, if you will. <laughs> we got to put we a foot floor sign. We used to have like some some guys come in and buy like forties all the time, and like they would come in like three or four times. And last time they would like just drop the bottle, like oh, oh I drop. I'm I, I'm really sorry, but I was like, dude, it's fine. Just just go ahead and go up to the counter. I'll take care. I'll, I'll take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> God, do you think those people were like homeless or they just want an excuse to get out of the, their home? I think some of them are homeless. <clears throat> I, I've actually, I have this theory about some of the happiest people I've ever met were actually the homeless people that came into the liquor store because that's that's all they had like going on in life. Like they're out collecting cans and they got some spare change and went and bought like a 40 at the end of the night. Yeah, dude, it was recycling there is crazy. I remember, um, uh, landlord told them that they have never paid to, for garbage disposal because the homeless people would come and just take everything. Really? That's bizarre. What like I, just everything. <laughs> yeah. One apartment I was living at one time, I, uh, we were getting ready to move out and I, sh- I should have just took all the shit to like Goodwill or something, but I was just like, I'll just throw it away. And, uh, I just saw like two homeless dudes like come and just take everything. Literally, mm-hmm. they just like went through everything and they took like a I had like a half bottle of booze or something I just threw in there too and took it. Nice. It's a good it's like black it's like black velvet. Yeah. That's a great find. <laughs> yeah. That's so delicious, dude. Yeah. When I was back home last time, we were taking swigs right out the bottles of black velvet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. <laughs> The party, the party peaked at uh, Kevin asking for hard liquor, and <laughs> just all downhill from there. <laughs> it's a great end, as usual. That's how it usually ends. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did see that the uh, that Colonial Gas, whatever company, is uh, back up and running. So the people in the southeast can rest assured they're going to be getting their gas. They'll panic for like the next two or three days. Yeah, probably. But anyway, there was some big moves in the Republican Party today. Uh, Liz Cheney was uh, voted out of her position. I don't know exactly what it was. All I know is it's like the third most important uh, Republican in the party. And they're going to replace her with some lady named Elise Stefanik. Yeah. That's their name. She's Damn. A conference leader. Her dad okay. must be really disappointed. Probably. Old dick. I can't believe that guy's still alive. <sighs> but uh, yeah, probably. No, I, I, I think Dick Cheney is one of those uh, of the, the Republicans who are just like fed up with the whole Trump thing. I'm not saying that's good or whatever. Like, fuck Dick Cheney and all the Republicans. I don't really care about Liz Cheney. Uh, but I think it's interesting that this is happening. Um, and just some of the fucking... I guess what's, what I find most interesting about it is how much influence Donald Trump still has. Yeah. Uh, to read a direct quote from, from Trump about this, Liz Cheney is a bitter, horrible human being. I watched her yesterday and realized how bad she is for the Republican Party. She has no personality or anything good having to do with politics or our country. 
She is a talking point for Democrats, whether that means the border, the gas lines, inflation, or destroying our economy. Like I said last episode, strange bedfellows we have here that I'm out here rooting for a Cheney. (laughs) And it's just kind of bananas, the Republican Party as a whole, because Liz Cheney is like the definition of conservative Republican. Like, she scores high on like whatever that uh, heritage, whatever. And blowed up the military and bomb Iran. Yeah. That's she's part of the old party, you know? Yeah. Trump did call her a warmonger one time, and I mean he's not wrong. Yeah, because she, she was criticizing him for backing out of Syria. So like she just wants to keep continuing. Like maybe the Cheney family are some like old like warlocks or something, and <laughs> some Arab prince like gave him a curse or something. I don't know, and they're just coming back for revenge. Like they That's just hate that area of the world. Dick Cheney's still alive because he's a warlock. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Probably. He just Lives forever. They're just these fucking war demons who want to just infiltrate our our power and and use it to destroy the Middle East. I knew at one point in this podcast we'd end up talking about lizard people, but I think we should make sure <laughs> save save that for a different day. Yeah, but yeah, it's just kind of crazy. I mean. What does Alex Jones say? These people are demons. (laughs) Exactly. He's not wrong. No, but I don't know. I I guess Trump's going to put in someone to primary her in 2022. So I think that'll be the real test on Trump's, you know, stranglehold on the Republican Party is if he actually can oust some of them. I think as far as the Republican Party, he's he's taken over i think a lot of republican voters are on board with the trump train yeah conservatism is kind of a thing of the past now it's all about trump baby sure yeah i I, yeah still lots of signs up yeah Yeah, it's so absurd i'm so glad i don't have to see trump signs anymore i see a lot of trump 2024 stuff bumper stickers and stuff god they're already starting i i live in small town america though so see i I don't know. Do you think he's actually going to run again, or is he just trying to make money? Because I think he's just trying to make money. Can anyone actually predict what Trump does? What what what's going on in his? Head? I guess not. Well, I don't know. Like, I really don't think Trump wants to be the president, but but his vein and ego are too big for him to admit that. But it's now he has like the perfect out where he can say everything's rigged and everyone will believe it. Yeah, I had that theory the first time he uh, won that. He never wanted to be president in the first place. He was just doing like a rebranding campaign. Yeah. Because he was in like yeah. tons of debt and like trying to rebrand himself to have people like buy his shit. And then he became president of the United States. <laughs> Big win. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, I, I just don't think he wants to be the president anymore. And he's probably happy he's not there because now he just gets to sit in Mar a Lago and golf and then just run his mouth and people listen to him still. Like he has no actual responsibilities. I think he just wants to be president because as long as he's president, then like the DOJ and stuff can't really touch him because he has yeah. all those invest- investigations that are going on. Yeah, New like, York and yeah, isn't that why he moved to Florida? I I could be wrong, but yeah, I, a lot of people are flocking to Florida. Apparently, I, I thought he just moved to Florida because the ta- they have no income tax. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, well, that's I keep, yeah. I keep seeing like articles that say, "Is Florida the next New York?" I don't know. <laughs> I guess maybe. I don't. I. I. 
I don't think uh, many Florid- Floridians really want people from New York to move down there, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, keep our state tan. There has to be tons of New Yorkers down there. That's so, like half the snowbirds like live in Florida half their half the time. It's either yeah. Florida or Arizona. They, exactly, that's where the snowbirds go. Exactly. I've been there one time, a couple times. Last Florida? time I was in yeah, last time I was in Florida it was Jacksonville, Florida, and I got kind of drunk. I've been to Fort Lauderdale. It was boring. <laughs> I, and then I went to Orlando as a kid. I walked the ramparts of St. Augustine. It was okay. So we've all, we've all been there. I don't know why we don't relocate. I would go again just to go to Miami and go to Little Havana and Little Haiti. And then I wouldn't leave. I would actually do some gator wrestling too if, that ever, if I could make that happen. You'd get eaten alive. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> They're nice. I'd want to go to Miami and pretend I'm Tommy Versetti. Is that the guy from Vice City? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> nice bike. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't really play GTA until uh, four. That's where I, because I was actually able to own it at that. Point. You didn't even play San Andreas. I did, but not. I didn't beat it. I didn't have a PlayStation, and my mom wouldn't let me have GTA. <laughs> I might just. I. I might just go for the night. <laughs> Dude, I think GTA 4... Wasn't GTA 4 supposed to be better than San Andreas? I mean, it was like the graphics were updated. What about the story? I don't know. I like the story in both of them. The only thing I'm I not, really... Re- I'm, not a, I'm not a game critic. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want from me? I enjoy stuff. Do you remember that mission in San Andreas where you had to go and run all those hippies over with a combine? Yeah. <laughs> that was so bizarre. I love the that guy's story quest. Um, the truth, his name was. Yeah, he was like the hippie dude. Like, he had to see like the alien, like the green goo. It's like that when you first got the San Fierro, and like he makes you like drive you around in like these weird vans or like anywhere. He's like, oh, nobody look, nobody look. Oh, think of a yellow rubber duck. <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> it, was like, it was fun. I I like that a lot. Yeah, that's funny. But uh, but yeah, so I guess now the Republicans are thinking about making their own party. Which Republicans? Uh, the moderates. There oh. are a hundred Republicans, current and former politicians, who tomorrow, apparently, allegedly tomorrow, are going to release this letter saying that um, they support starting a third party unless the Republican Party cuts ties with Trump. But they're all former. They're like former members of Congress, aren't they? Former governors. I thought, I thought it was. Yeah, it's like for, it's a bunch of former Republicans. But I thought there was also some current ones too. Oh, maybe I I'm wrong. I didn't, I didn't read that far. But uh, I don't know. I think it could be people like I mean, like John Kasich or whatever who could probably run again. I I, I don't think it's gonna really. It's gonna fall on deaf ears, in my opinion. Those people are fucked. They're gone. Yeah, they're they're old news in the modern Republican Party. Yeah, yeah nobody, I, nobody cares. Yeah, I think anyone who's like that would be fine voting for Joe Biden. He found us another war. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's kind of tough to see how the elections are going to go next year, 2022. And in 2024, I'm kind of worried that we're underestimating like the popularity of Donald Trump like we did in like the last election even like i think there are a lot of people who actually just like donald trump yeah and are he, gonna vote for him again he overperformed like by four or five percent 
Yeah. Because the, we're, the polls said he would. So Yeah, we're already doing it again. We're like, even before the election, they were saying like, Trump is down, Trump is down, Trump is yeah. down. Yeah. And like, they're kind of dismissing. Get that shit like, out of here. Like, dismissing the movement that he was building. And besides, um, John Fetterman, who's running for Senate in Pennsylvania, you should vote for him, uh, said that, you know, don't underestimate like the popularity of the president because he flat out said, like, he's popular here in Pennsylvania. We need to be sure that we're out here campaigning. And he outperformed there. He ended up losing, but he did outperform pretty much everywhere in the country yeah. than what they were saying. So, like, I'm not going to go into 2020. I'm really afraid that Republicans are just going to win back the House in 2022. Yeah, I, I saw a little bit on that because, like, Texas picked up some seats and Montana picked up some seats, I think. And um, didn't, like, did New York lose some? Yeah, New York lost one. And then, like, other, like, Democrat strongholds all lost a seat. Uh-oh. But, I mean, time will tell, but I don't know. I'm not entirely convinced that this Trumpism is over. Yeah, I don't know. I just, the only thing that I'm holding on to is that there's probably a lot of suburban people who, I mean, I, I think what we saw Biden won back all basically all the white men who voted for Trump, or not all of them, but all like the educated white men. He won them back. All those suburban areas, like those people were just too stupid to know the political like ramifications of having somebody like Donald Trump be the president. And they learned the hard way. And I kind of think that's just how our country is. is We have to learn everything the hard way. So (laughs) not even sometimes. Yeah. So I don't know. I I kind of that's the only thing I'm holding on to as far as Trump not being relevant. I would hope I would hope like the memory of like January 6th would just live on is just like we can't have this guy as president again because this kind of shit happens and you do but I don't know time will tell I really hope that Democrats need to campaign better they do because there's still plenty of working class people that are completely turned off from ever voting for a Democrat. Republicans stole a lot of those voters away and they need to get them back. Yeah. yeah they were, and they were the ones that didn't vote before. Like they'd probably given up for the past two terms. So sure. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you think they're going to vote in a fraudulent election? Yeah. If they think all these elections are frauds now. That's kind of like what I'm afraid of like going forward too. Cause like, who's to say like, if this is going to be like the party of Donald Trump, what are the Republicans to say that when they start losing elections, they just go like, all these elections are fraudulent now. Like, where where would we go from there? Like, if that happens. Yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't Biden come out and say, like, white supremacy is the leading threat to America right now or something? I think he said that at one point. I don't know. Maybe they're going to fucking stomp these people out or something. Who knows? I'm actually just at a loss of words. Because, <laughs> like, I... Like, we could be like all the other like political analysts out there that I hear all the time when I'm like listening to CNN on my drive home or something like that. And they've all convinced themselves that, you know, voters aren't going to turn out for anybody who's even touching Trump again. And I just don't buy it just from what I see in small town America and stuff like that, because people in like rural America go out and vote. It's easier them to do it because they're, you know, small towns and everything like that. But it just they go out and vote and they are overly enthusiastic about Donald Trump. There's a house in town here that has like decked out with like three percent or stuff and it has like a big Donald Trump flag. And so like I, the enthusiasm's there, like people who love Trump love him. So I'm not going to 
sit here and say that I think like I see a lot of like political analysts say like yeah there's no way we're gonna you know there's no way that people are gonna vote for like Donald Trump or anything again it's just like okay you can say that but I just I guess I don't buy it yeah that's completely stupid to think that <laughs> there's plenty of people who would still vote for Donald Trump and it's it's because like the people like these political analysts and stuff like that that I see a lot of the times are just kind of like out of touch from average working people again. So they like don't understand like how they think and they're like still struggling to get by. Cause like if people are like on CNN or MSNBC and stuff, like they're making pretty good money they're living in their own little world and realizing that the working class down here are still angry and still poor and they want like fighting chance. So them watching the news saying like, if anything, watching any kind of news and they're saying like, well, oh, Donald Trump never has a like a chance here anymore. These people are going to get riled up and they're going to be like, well, we'll show you like, you know, we'll go out and vote for Donald Trump again. Like, mm -hmm. just, so that's just how I feel about that. I'm not, I don't like, I didn't vote for Donald Trump, but like, I understand why some people did. Yeah. They want, they wanted to blow the system up. They wanted just to throw a whole wrench in the system because they feel, you know, left out of all this glorious economic growth that we see all the time, supposedly. And, you know, they're angry, pissed off for whatever reason. And they're just want to do anything that will just blow the whole system up because they feel unheard. That's just kind of, that's why they voted for a wild card, like the Donald. Yeah. Donald Trump is the American Pharaoh and he won the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> These people are demons. Yeah. Well, and, and I know like back in 16, a ton of people who voted for like Bernie in the primary in PA voted for Trump. Yeah. And that's kind of what carried him. So they, but I don't know. I just kind of think that 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 movement, I mean, I guess maybe the Sanders movement kind of, they kind I don't know, maybe they veered off path from their original course. But I mean, obviously Bernie Sanders lost steam, whether or not that was a Democrat hit job or, or whatever, he couldn't fight it. Are you talking about 2020? Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't the candidate. He was in 2016. I think if Bernie would have been the nominee in 2016, we'd be in a whole different situation right now. Yeah. I, hands down. I think he would have got even more popular if he would have won because what he is saying is overwhelmingly, like what Bernie Sanders says is policy-wise is overwhelmingly popular amongst most Americans when you break it down to them without saying socialists are coming to steal your cheeseburgers. But like... <laughs> When you actually explain like what we're talking about, it's very popular. And so I think if he would have been able to like have a term as president, the country would be in way different shape than it is right now. For sure. Yeah, I wonder what life would have been like if Bernie was the president under a under like a Republican Congress. Like nothing would have got done. <laughs> a bunch of yelling and screaming. I, know, I think that on Chapo they joked about how Amy Klobuchar would have been a good vice president for Bernie Sanders because she could go to the Senate floor and throw staplers at senators to whip them, whip up votes for Medicare for all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Bernie Sanders would have got elected president. Then, from my understanding, is we would have had to change all our names to uh, Vladimir and Natasha and <laughs> refer to each other as comrade. <laughs> president free shit <laughs> which my me, son was able to go to college this year thanks bernie i got a pay raise thanks bernie <laughs> I, I i went to the doctor without insurance and it ain't go bankrupt thanks bernie <laughs> God. God, we just sound like a bunch of bernie bros just i know sick, having a good time don't use that slur on this podcast please <laughs> <laughs> Bernie didn't go far enough. Yeah.
I, I, I wonder what's going to come next as far as a progressive politician. I mean, maybe it's somebody like John Fetterman. He could rise through the ranks or whatever. He's definitely popular and people really love his wife. But he did run mm. for senator before he ran for lieutenant governor and he lost. Um, but obviously he didn't have as much recognition at that point. Right. I think um, he's in a better position now to run for Senate. Yeah, for sure. And that would flip a, a Republican seat because I think he I think they have one Republican and one Democrat. And Pat Toomey is the Republican. He's retiring. Right. I mean, I really I've always liked once I found out about John Fetterman because he just, you know, he seems like a, you know, he's Harvard educated and everything, but he seems like a working class person. Like he's he's tatted up. He's big dude. He looks like like when I first saw him, I was like, is this dude just like a steel worker? Because like <laughs> he would wear like his as a oh, what kind of jacket is it? Like Carhartt. Face, yeah, Carhartt jacket and just have like his uh, neck gaiter or whatever to be like his mask and stuff. And it's like this dude just looks like he just came off the line or something. You know, mm-hmm. like that's who Democrats need to like kind of, you know, reinvent themselves. Sam, have you heard anything more about David Ellefson? I've been trying to keep track of him. Other than he's a creep now? Yeah. So David Ellefson, for those who don't know, is the ba- the original bass player from Megadeth. I think he left in 2001 when the band broke up. Uh, and then he got back with the band. The band reformed in the two th- early 2000s, but he didn't get back with them until 2011 or 2010. And he is a nice Christian boy uh, raised on a Lutheran farm in Jackson, Minnesota. And uh, he now lives in Arizona, became a Lutheran pastor at some crazy people church and started a program called Mega Life. But he still writes good music. I mean, um, I thought obviously Super Collider. No. Uh, 13 and... Hell uh, yeah, dude. Dude, Super Collider sweet. <laughs> what was the what was the second what was the other album what? that they came out with it was 13 and then the, the, the new one that got a grammy fatal illusion that's the newest album newest one is fatal no i don't think that doesn't sound right dystopia duh dystopia, fatal, yeah. yeah fatal illusions on the on this okay. record and dystopia yeah. did really well I yeah they won a grammy it uh it was just more of like it was more like 13 than um super collider was <laughs> It was like more of a return to like good old thrash music. Yeah. And I, I thought 13 was a pretty good album too. I thought Endgame was a good album. God, I kind of want to like that song now. I, I like some songs off that United. Anyway, I, I think Megadeth kind of held it together through yeah. that it, period of thrash, the 90s thrash where things kind of went to shit. They, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, they, they lost popularity is what I mean. Do, I like do, 90s thrash metal, but they didn't come out with any dukers you know what i mean i mean except for risk do you know <laughs> never be more than second best uh do you, are you saying you don't like load and reload no i'm not saying that at all but that is where the orthodox thrash metal fans say metallica fell off yeah no i i hear what you're saying um, they all cut their hair and started playing uh what is today's new metal like net metal you know yeah well 2008 was that return because like slayer came out with like world painted blood and uh megadeth came out with endgame and then metallica had death magnetic yeah so it was just like kind of return to the roots yeah and what did what did anthrax anthrax didn't come out with the new album till uh it was like 2012 it was worship yeah. music worship music that was a sweet album though that was a good album and i remember so rick rubin produced death magnetic and there is i remember watching a video of him uh sitting in front of james 
and James is like doing some solos and shit. And he just keeps saying to him, like, everybody wants old school Metallica, James. Play old school Metallica. They want to hear old Metallica. <laughs> and James is like, I can't. I'll start drinking again. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to David Ellison. He got caught. I never I didn't see the evidence. I didn't really seek it out. But apparently he was like he was like video sexing some younger woman online. And so people are saying he was grooming her or something. And then she came out, which this is a weird part to me, is she made an Instagram account just to say, like the only thing on the account is just to say that um, I initiated it and it was consensual and I was of age. Yeah. So her friend was seeking all the attention. Well, <laughs> we, she, this is her, like... she told her friend that in confidence and then her friend fucking leaked it. Yeah. That's crazy too. Like, why would you share that? I wonder what choose better friends, folks. I mean, if it it was consensual, that's one thing. If it wasn't, then obviously there needs to be repercussions to that. It's just like, what do you like? I just like saw that and was like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you're yeah, you're in your fifties, and well, and then I read his book. I just finished reading his book, and in it, he is just like this: Jesus is my homeboy. Like, I love my life. I love my wife. Guy and obviously not yeah and he's all about sobriety and he he basically says that he puts sobriety over everything because without sobriety he won't he wouldn't have his life as it is today um and in the book though he did bring up how he uh when he was in la and got started getting addicted to drugs in the 80s and 90s and he became sober in 1993 somewhere around there um he was dating an escort but he didn't know she was an escort so oh. he had to break up with her right away and then uh go get an hiv test <laughs> i don't know but i i i don't have any i don't even know what to say about like the whole situation i guess it's just gotta let it play out until the truth comes out before you can really say anything mm-hmm. i still find what what he was doing extremely creepy even if, like if she is of age it's just super creepy like yeah, I think it is weird when men that old have like really young wives. Like Mel Gibson, doesn't Mel Gibson have like a really young wife? I I don't know. I, th- I don't keep up with Mel Gibson. I thought briefly, and then they had a divorce. Um, I mean, there's plenty of old men with young wives. Yeah, sorry. I don't- yeah, I'm pretty sure Mel kind of flipped out on his younger wife, and that's why they divorced. So Did maybe he- maybe it's more than uh, verbal. But flip out a bunch. Is that yeah. is that the thing that got him canceled or whatever? Um, no he he got a DUI and then he said some he made some anti-Semitic remarks. Yeah, I thought that was on the call to his wife. He was like talking shit to her or something. Oh and, yeah, I remember listening to that. That was wild because he's an alcoholic too, isn't he? <laughs> I'm gonna assume so. <laughs> so what is it like when when you become like famous? Do you just like lose your mind or something? Megalomania. I think you kind of have to be a psychopath to be an actor. Yeah. Just a little bit of one. Well, his dad's a psycho. Yeah. A true psycho. I mean, you basically have to inhabit a character and like change your mood uh, in an instant if you're any good at it. Right. Didn't Dave Mustaine say he's not? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Didn't Dave Mustaine say he's not friends with actors because you can never know when you can to trust them? Did he actually say that? You told me that. Did I? (laughs) Yeah. Must be true then. <laughs> but I was actually just Googling Mel Gibson. And uh, the first thing that came up was from the America 
or the Jesuit review, and the headline is Catholic actors Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson begin filming movie about boxer turned priest. <laughs> Catholic actors. That's so weird. That is Mark Wahlberg has been working with Mel Gibson quite a bit. That's a holy movie right there. Yeah. I'm just thinking about Mel Gibson a lot because I uh, I got a VCR recently. Yes. Ooh. So it was like a $6 one from uh, Salvation Army or whatever. So to make sure it worked, I only bought one VHS, so I didn't have a bunch of garbage on my hands. And the only VHS that I could find was a 90s Mel Gibson movie. Like the only one that I thought I could tolerate because the rest was like Harry Potter and all that dumb shit. And so was it the Maverick? Maverick? No, it's a conspiracy theory. It's Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts. And I was watching it because my VCR works. I bought <laughs> I bought an adapter to hook my VCR up to HDMI. And um, I had seen the movie before. I never thought I'd seen that movie before. But I remember there's a scene in it where he's with Julia Roberts in the uh, in his apartment. And then like the feds are breaking in. And so he burns the whole place down. Good. Yeah. And I remember that scene where he had the booby-trapped apartment. I'm like, oh, I've seen this movie before. And uh, I thought it was Bruce Willis, though. I'd always associated that scene with Bruce Willis. Speaking of movies, guess what movie's been haunting me this whole week? <laughs> uh, what? What, Sam? We watched Hereditary last Friday. <laughs> Whoa. That that director, wh- what is his name? I, I don't even know his I name. I have no clue. He, he directed that and Midsummer is a genius because his movies are beautifully made but somehow they latch onto my psyche into the point where like i have random thoughts about that movie and it scares the fuck out of me sunday night we were rolling in or we were rolling in bed we were laying in bed my my girlfriend (laughs) rolling around like a couple of dogs (laughs) (laughs) we were laying in bed and like getting ready to go to sleep or trying to sleep and she uh she couldn't sleep and she said like do you hear that clicking against the window oh no the only thing i could think of was that 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 tongue click sound that's in that movie the one i i I accused i accused like one of you of doing it like like during the movie the movie i was just like who keeps fucking doing that and i just (laughs) not realizing it's part of the movie so immediately i started getting freaked out and i started thinking about all those like naked people and i don't know it was that movie man yeah i never uh, so when i watched that movie for the first time i was at this bar that would do um movie nights where you could like it was pretty slick like it was like 15 bucks and you get like a buffet and and a movie on a like a big projector and someone brought their 12 year old daughter and i think it was at the point where she made it through the beheading but i think it was at the point and spoilers ahead i mean that movie's been out forever so your fault for not watching it um, but I think it was the point where like the dad started on fire. She started crying and had to be escorted out. Like her parents took her away. It's like, why did you bring your fucking child to this movie? <laughs> but it is scary. And I never noticed like those old naked people the first time I saw it. Or maybe I just forgot about it. It's been a couple of years. I don't know. It's just one of those movies. The thing I like about those kind of movies is like the suspense. Because they're not like they're not literal jump scare movies. They're like yeah something's just around the corner and that feeling just builds up the entire movie and then the end's always a banger well his movies always start with a banger and end with a banger (laughs) so good lord yeah yeah when the mom was like shrieking i I, it just reminded me of that scene from midsummer i was like this is gonna be the same movie this is gonna be the same movie and i just couldn't handle it (laughs) 
couldn't handle it. That's hilarious. God. Yeah, that's it's a good film. I recommend watching it. Have you guys actually been to a real movie yet? Uh, not I since saw, the little things. Well, I saw Tenet last year. That's right. My movie theater just reopened, and it looks like there's just complete trash there. Yeah, I don't even know what's out. I haven't really kept track. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong is still out. Tom and Jerry, the movie, is still out. Did you guys watch that? No. I watched Sorry. Tom and Jerry, the movie. <laughs> I had to go. T- I had to go turn the light on my dark room after talking about hereditary. <laughs> yeah, limited engagement. They're gonna start replaying Bridesmaids. That's so I dumb. Think I'll skip that. Do you guys want to go see Florida Georgia Line from Encore Night, June twelfth? The hell is that? No. This podcast is over. <laughs> no, but yeah, I I, I watched. Uh, yeah, all all that's out of shit movies right now. I think I might go see Nobody. Because of the Bob Odenkirk movie where he's John Wick. Oh, that's right. Yes, apparently it man. was directed by the same guy, but that interested me. But it's already like, I mean, apparently it came out at the end of March. They're only doing like two showings a day. It already came out. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. All right. It didn't do too bad on the ratings, but apparently Bob Odenkirk wanted to do Nobody because he wanted Better Call Saul to play better overseas. And the easiest way to get your face out there is through action films. Sure. It's pretty smart. It is. Bob Odenkirk's a genius, I think. Slipping Jimmy. Did you guys like Mr. Show or ever watch it? I didn't see that. No. That was his like first as like his big breakout as a sketch comedy writer and actor was Mr. Show. It was a show with him and David Cross on HBO. Kind of piqued my interest a little bit. I checked that out. Jack Black is in it too, like early Jack Black. <laughs> but it's it's a no, it's a it's a good show. We got HBO. They did that. Have you seen with Bob and David on Netflix? That's just a remake of Mr. Show. It was very. We're, it was like a limited series. I think they did like five episodes. We're not as cultured as you are, Kevin. Dude, you gotta know the comedy circuit, bro. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't care. Do you? But what else is going on, guys? Do you want to know what other? We're low sorry. tonight. We're all low T. <laughs> do you want to know? Do you want to know what other videos I got with my new VHS player? Lay it on me. I got um, ants. Oh, classic good. Jewish comedy. Uh, I got Chicken Run, and okay. I got Eyes Wide Shut. Ooh. You might as well. You might as well just dive right in and uh, watch Eyes Wide Shut. Great auteur just, cinema. Yeah, I, I've seen it before, but I saw it on VHS. I'm like. I can't be that many of these rattling around anymore. I gotta grab it. Here's one for you. Ants or a bug's life? Ants. I already had this conversation. (laughs) In my opinion, bug's life is for children and ants is for everybody. Yeah. Although I do like how a bug's life kind of indoctrinates children into the communist manifesto. Kind of, you know, starting to think a little bit about, start letting them think a little bit about Karl Marx. Gotta get him at a young age. Ants (laughs) together strong. Wait, that's the wrong movie. I'm talking about that. It's apes. Planet of the Apes. I was, I was making a joke. Oh, went over okay. Your, went over your head. That's a Mark Wahlberg movie. <laughs> I think. God, I hope so. But yeah, I, I feel really bad. Too. I feel really bad for Woody Allen and all the unfair criticism he's been getting in recent years that I've had to support him and get ants. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to donate to us, all proceeds go directly to Woody Allen. <laughs> the Woody Allen Innocence Campaign. He's Let's just explore. a Sigma male down on his luck. 
Let's explore this was canceled before it even got up. <laughs> I actually watched um, Alan V. Farrow, that whole yeah. documentary. And I, it was pretty good. Honestly, all it really did was get me in, more interested in uh, Woody Allen's movies. <laughs> yeah. He does a like, movie I've, every year. I know. That's insane. I, I've seen Annie Hall, and which is kind of so like. That movie he did with Scarlett Johansson and Channing Tatum, that one was like a, I think a mid two thousands movie. But yeah, I can't. He's still making movies, which I'm surprised anyone's giving him money. Maybe he just has his own. Because they're all winners. Yeah, like Bananas, a Midsummer's Night sex comedy. Bananas. I may have seen Manhattan as well. That one's really good, and it's in black and white. Yeah, but yeah, he. uh they they really uh woody allen didn't even like comment or join the documentary at all he just uh didn't respond to comment or whatever and then i did see uh i think it was a new yorker article with an interview with um soon yi his wife his daughter wife um and then he was mentioned in it briefly um but like she was basically saying that oh and he had a son another son named moses who I think was also Vietnamese, uh, who was adopted by Mia Farrow. And he's actually come out in support of Woody Allen after saying Woody Allen was a bad man when he was a kid. And it's basically saying that Mia Farrow was uh, indoctrinating all these children basically to hate Woody Allen because she was jealous. Yeah. You know, as soon he, she was in, uh, she was at least mentioned in Red Oaks, you know, David's dad, the one that has the heart attack while he's playing tennis. He's like, I should have married soon. He he's like, David, your mom's a lesbian. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I guess all of his movies, I forgot what college they were in, but Woody Allen donated all of his like manuscripts and uh, like work in progress scripts or whatever to some college. They have them in their library. NYU, maybe? Uh, no, it wasn't NYU. <laughs> anyway, I, it was I think it was Stanford or something. Um, but anyway, so the, the directors went in there and started reading them. And apparently like he was just always writing about like young women with old men in all of his movies, which is pattern for like pretty much all of his movies. And like, he would be like young blonde woman with huge breasts <laughs> and just do all this weird shit. It's like, Hey psycho. But yeah, he never married Mia, Mia Farrow, which is kind of weird. I literally don't know anything about Woody Allen. <laughs> I know way more than I need to. <laughs> Other than he's canceled. Not not in my heart. I never realized how big of a deal he was until recently. Like he was a huge deal in like the like seventies to the nineties and two thousands even. I, I know he was a big deal, like and everything like that, but I guess I just I have no idea. I think he's anything. in his eighties now. Anything other than that, he's 85. he was, was a big Man. deal at one point. He made a movie called Wonder Wheel, and it has uh, Pauly in it from The Sopranos. Oh, really? Tony Sirico. Oh, this fucking guy. Oh, that reminds me, too. When I was looking for VHS tapes at Goodwill, they had a uh, VHS copy of The Sopranos. Season one, they had two VHS tapes, and each of them had three episodes on them. So Did you could get, get it? No, I didn't. Why? because <laughs> oh i would have episodes it was three it was one two, two and three and f- 
four, five, and six. And that's all I would have on VHS. <laughs> you, you just rewatch those on V. Once you buy the DVD set or Blu-ray now, you can buy the Blu-ray set, but you can oh, always yeah. watch those first six episodes on VHS. Yeah. Like they were meant to. <laughs> I know. I was telling everybody when I was watching Conspiracy Theory, I'm like, this is real movie watching on a VHS <laughs> tape. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Kicking it old school here. I know. It's weird how like shitty it looks, but clear at the same time. It's like you can tell you're watching a VHS tape. Yeah. Um, but I think I think the best way to watch a movie is on Blu-ray though. Agreed. I hate streaming movies. Well, I don't hate it, but I'd rather like honestly I, I would I would uh I had a membership at the family video. <laughs> Blu-ray is crisp. I know. It's it sounds better, crisp. it's crisp, it's just nice. Like I an interactive menu. I would go. I would go to the family video, and I'd get a couple of new releases, which you know were a little spendy. It's a couple bucks, but then they had the racks where you could get Blu-rays for like a buck for the whole week. Gorge yourself in candy That's, on the way out. Yeah. So I would. Uh, I would rent like six or seven movies and watch them all weekend on Blu-ray. It was really fun. These are your bachelor days. Nope. <laughs> this is just like a year ago or well two years ago <laughs> when they still existed oh okay all right yeah i'm i'm kind of mad like i hate Redbox because it's way too expensive and inconvenient but i liked i liked family video i you know i just really like the ritual of going and getting a movie from a rental yeah. store i still go to the library a lot for dvds oh yeah i, I could do that and they're all, right, go ahead and they're a lot of them are on blu-ray now they've they're not stuck in the past you can rent video games from the library. Oh, shit. I'm out of touch. I've seen people rent <laughs> games for their Nintendo Switch from the library. Really? Which is bizarre, but cool. I guarantee that in the future, there's going to be like a resurgence in like some kind of blockbuster kind of store. I guarantee it because nostalgia hits people so hard that when people, when we're like in our 50s, we're going to want to go to a video store or something and there's going to be one. I guarantee it. There's going to be a resurgence. There will be. Like vinyl. Just got to wait. Got to wait maybe 15 years. They'll be yeah. back. I think uh, cassette tapes are making a comeback. Oh, yeah. I have a cool. feeling cassette tapes are harder to rip. Yeah. I really like when they sell them in like really bright colors, like neon orange or... Reload? <laughs> Dude, I used to have a cassette tape. I can't remember if it was load or re I had both of them, but I can't remember if it was load or reload by Metallica. The track list would flip. And so maybe it was my it happened in multiple cars too, where you'd be on like side A, but it would play the songs from side B. Nice. So like I'd always be anticipating a song and then it'd be something de different. And be like, oh. Are any of you in the crypto market? No. It's no. tanking right now. I know Elon Musk fucked it up. <laughs> he really Sorry. did. That man has too much sway over over all that. Yeah. If anybody out here listening likes Elon Musk, please go fuck yourself. Unsubscribe. He is a piece of shit, and weirdos like you are the reason why he's able to get away with all his shenanigans. <laughs> Today, uh, Tesla announced that they're no longer taking uh, Bitcoins but, yeah. for, uh, for their Tesla, and the price tanked. All the cryptos are down right now, last time I checked at least yeah yeah and that's exactly why i i don't know i'm still really skeptical about cryptocurrency i don't think it's gonna last the people 
the government is too powerful and the government regulates money. It's not going to last. It's not yeah. going to take the place of gold either. It's just a I, fad. Most of it I belongs think, to China anyway. I I don't know. I, I'm in it for the long long game. I got some I got some crypto. What do you I, got? I'm Ethereum. I get. I no. I think Ethereum's going to implode. So like I, for like the past three weeks, I've probably watched upwards of 30, 35 hours worth of crypto videos, trying to learn everything I can about like what it's all about. I I, I, mm-hmm. I dig this shit. I can't get enough. And I still don't have a fucking clue what half the shit is going on here. Yeah. However, from my understanding is is that I'm big on um, Cardano and Algorand. I think Algorand's a hidden gem that nobody really talks about, but I picked up some of that stuff. But I think Ethereum, their 2.0, I don't think it's going to do what they want it to do. Because right now, I think with the gas fees, if you want to like make transactions in Ethereum on their on their blockchain, I don't I don't even know I'm saying all this right, but like right now like to like send two hundred dollars to somebody it costs like two hundred and fifty bucks. So it's like that's an unsustainable system. And if they can't fix that with Ethereum two point then you're gonna have either a Cardano or something beat them out. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I think NFTs are gonna be a, a thing though, because I was actually listening to a Gary V. I saw a Gary V clip and he was saying that what could potentially happen is when you buy a concert ticket, you buy an NFT, and then you have that as a collectible now. Ticket stuff, basically. What the NFT need to be a part of a blockchain, though? Isn't that what this is about? A, like a part of? It would need to be part of one of their. Yeah, but NFTs are like artwork. It's not currency. Right, but neither, technically, even cryptocurrency itself isn't necessarily like a currency. It's more of a. Why is it called cryptocurrency? Don't fucking know, dude. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't. It's currency. <laughs> I don't have a fucking clue about any of it. It's more they're, they're, a better way to describe it. They're more like networks or like ecosystems. Yeah. Like, be- but it plays a different role than an NFT. An NFT is just a piece of art, where a cryptocurrency is currency. Like they're supposed to spend it but or you, hold value. But you like trade it on the blockchain. I know, just like cash. Fuck it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> in my mind, a crypto like Bitcoin, you're either supposed to invest in it and it acts like a stock and gains value, or it acts like gold rather, and it and it gains value, and then you sell it to somebody for cash, or you give somebody a Bitcoin for a service or item. Yeah. Or an or an NFT, you're buying a piece of art, and then it shows that you have the original. So then it becomes a collectible. NFTs so, are fucking dumb. So anyway, to <laughs> What can happen is an artist can sell their concert tickets as an NFT. And so you buy an NFT to go to a concert and then the NFT is yours. And when you sell it, part of that transaction fee or whatever you get for selling it to somebody goes to the artist. So the artist essentially gets a royalty off that NFT sale. No matter how many times that thing gets sold, the artist would get a royalty from it. So they would make money forever. I mean, the biggest part of like cryptocurrencies, they're literally just trying to get rid of all middlemen. Yeah. And then it just transactions are just between two people and there's no more middlemen. And then it can just be documented throughout time. Yeah. I don't know. I think Bitcoin could become like digital gold at some point. Like that's like, because from my understanding is that it's like outdated now. Bitcoin can't do what it originally set out like to do or something like that. And you have new generations coming forward of like better, more efficient, less energy consuming cryptocurrencies. Yeah. In my opinion, Bitcoin will always be around because the original and it'll just be gold. It'll basically be digital gold where you can buy some and then it'll never like it'll never be worth zero kind of thing. 
So sure. Yeah, I don't know. I I just been trying to stay away from crypto because I I just think this shoe's gonna drop on that stuff. Already has. <laughs> I mean, I just don't think the government's gonna allow it. And I mean, you're talking about the government wanting to protect banks. But what about we the people, Kevin? <laughs> yeah. I I think I almost feel like there's there if major like corporations and stuff get on board with it, then I think the government will get on board with it. You know, like it's just I don't think I don't they know. will. I mean, I, Tesla obviously isn't. Right? Why I guess they backtrack? They backtrack for what's the reason for it? Uh, they claimed it was because it's like environmental concerns. Oh yeah, that's right. Because like Bitcoin like uses a ton of energy, whereas yes. if you if you has like cardano and algorand algorand however you say it they they're basically like very energy efficient they can do everything bitcoin does better and less like more energy efficient i don't know how to describe all this shit i don't even have a clue what i'm even talking about i have five dollars in bitcoin. like cardano like has been implemented by like the ethiopian government like had like their education like people with like degrees and stuff they like went onto their blockchain and like they're doing something with their education system in Ethiopia. And they just did something with um, Tanzania, too. So, like, there's, like, African governments and, like, governments getting on board with, like, whatever they're trying to do. But then eventually, if you have all these, like, smaller countries doing it, eventually just the big big countries will start doing it, too. Because they're not going to want to miss out on a piece of that. So I guess. Who knows what the future is, but I'm buying a shit ton of Cardano right now. So if it goes to the moon, I'm not going to give you a dime, Kevin. <laughs> You just pay it to the podcast. I know what you're gonna yeah, do with that. You're gonna you're gonna go and put all that money into the Woody Allen Innocence Fund. <laughs> Him and Sun Yi have a true and loving romantic relationship, and anyone who's against it is just jealous. What what I will say though, just like my last thing to say about crypto is that I think all those hypers like on YouTube and stuff, I don't think they know what the fuck they're talking about either. Nobody has a fucking clue except the people actually creating cryptocurrency itself know what it does. I just think it's a scam. It's a rich people scam. It's a Ponzi scheme. They create it, pump it, sell it, crashes, buy it again, pump it, sell it, crashes, buy it again, pump it, sell it, crashes, buy it again. Didn't you buy Dogecoin? I bought $20 worth of Dogecoin. (laughs) Did you sell it? I did sell it. I did not sell it at the right time, but I did make some money off of it. There was like a week where I got really into retail investing, and now I'm just kind of like, nah, I shouldn't do it anymore. I still have Tolarian. Yeah, I have that. I made money off AMC, and then I just re... What? you You got drug into that hype. Yeah, I had a lot of peer pressure at work, and I just want to be part of it. Kevin does not have diamond hands. Well, I do for freaking everything I'm ass on right now, which is basically everything I bought. I only have diamond hands now for Tellurian, my last hold. Yeah, I still have Tellurian. We're not financial advisors, by the way, people, just so everyone knows. Do your own fucking Uh, research. Basically, I made 88 bucks on Tellurian. I should have sold when I was at three-something. Sam, if this doesn't go to... um, the moon i'm not going to be friends with you anymore you josh and nathan aren't going to be friends <laughs> yeah we're going to start the we're going to start the anti-sam coalition please and we're going to get you restricted from retail investing please do it's a bad habit but uh 
Should we but wrap yeah, I think up? you guys want to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, that was another episode of Let's Explore This. Uh, and it- we will be back with you next week. This was a low T episode. Sorry, everybody. Low T. Take sometimes, your fish oil pills. Sometimes the T's low. <laughs>